Hello, you are listening to Radio Maria, and this is Father Toby on the Friar side. And uh, I'm delighted to be joined today by uh, Stephanie Penner, um, who I had the great privilege of uh, of meeting at um, the premiere um, Monday last week of uh, episodes one and two of the The Chosen. How are you doing today, Stephanie? I'm good. It's lovely to be here with you, Father Toby, on Radio Maria. And it was great to meet at the premiere last week. Yeah, and also your, your lovely dad was there as well. Yes, he was. He was wonderful support. Um, and he took some great pictures as well and videos and really helped me with, um, with my work, which was great. Excellent. And, uh, and, and Stephanie is a, a lady of, of many, many talents, um, writer and, and actress. And, and perhaps to, to our listeners, they'll, they'll be most um, familiar. We had, uh, we had Charlotte from Wintershaw um, on, the, on the radio um, a, few, a few, few months ago. And, uh, and I think when we, when we met at the premiere, you said that you were playing a part in the upcoming production, but you couldn't tell me yet. But maybe you can tell us what you've done in the past. Yes, um, yes. Um, uh, working on Winterfell is absolutely brilliant. Um, I played Angel Gabriel uh, last Christmas, which was fantastic, and um, also been part of the life of of Christ, which is done in the summer at Winterfell. And I was playing actually the mother of the possessed boy and various other roles in the summer, which was brilliant. Well, that must be a, a really moving part to play. It was, it was, and it, it kind of showed the power of uh, a mother's love, which mm. we all know, and the power of prayer, and how Jesus is our great healer, and there is nothing that he cannot heal. Fantastic. And are you a long, long-time fan of The Chosen? Oh, yes. Yes, I watched it. I stumbled across it, actually, on YouTube, and um, I watched that first episode with Mary Magdalene and how Jesus uh, encounters her in a very, very dark place and um completely renews her so i was weeping on the first episode father <laughs> <laughs> i remember what they're speaking about a, a mother's love i i first started watching it during lockdown um which i think is, is is when it had first come come out and i was i was staying at my mother's at that point for a, for a couple of months and, and we watched it together and and really really loved it and uh i think that still the most moving scene scene for me at least in the first three three series is is this nicodemus um and that moment where he he comes in the in in the night and then can't quite summon the the courage to to follow and and it's and it's it's heart heart wrenching um yeah have you have you got any 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 favorite moments in the in in the three 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 series so far obviously you mentioned that the the healing of the Magdalene at the beginning, which is also incredibly powerful. Yes, and I and also Veronica's story. So uh, the woman who's been bleeding for many years, and um, that story completely and utterly, I I really could relate to that that sense of um, that desire to be healed by by Jesus and how she reached out for him. And despite everything, uh, she was healed and he called her uh, my daughter. And when he says that, I think Jonathan Rumi just plays it so well. And so did the uh, lady who was playing Veronica, the actress. It's this beautiful scene between the two of them where you saw that love and you saw that that sort of real desperation as well. But just him calling her, you're my daughter. And that's what he's saying to all of us. That's beautiful and very appropriate. You should mention that because uh, today's today's gospel um, is the the healing of the woman with the hemorrhage? Mm, um, mm. 
and and, uh, and how how did you how did you find the experience of the the premiere? Have you have you, have you been at things like that before? For me, it was uh, first first of a kind. Yes, I have because obviously I've worked as an actor uh, for quite a few years, um, so I have experienced it before, and also working as a writer as well. Uh, so it was wonderful to actually be there for a show that I absolutely love and a show that is telling the story of Jesus to the world. It was it was a brilliant moment. Um, it was very special to see all God's holy people there and also the joy and the way in which the Holy Spirit was just moving amongst everybody was <laughs> was just brilliant. And And it was a real delight to me that there was thought that there was enough of a, a market to to hold this in 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 yeah. Leicester Square, um, that that came as a as a really pleasant surprise to me, and and it was nice to to see people there who I who I who I knew, um, but also the the vast majority of of people there I I I didn't know sort of you know press and on the uh the the red carpet like although I noticed when you wrote an article about it everybody's making this clarification the teal red carpet <laughs> I don't know why they didn't give us a red carpet and then I could genuinely say I've walked I've walked on a on, on a red on a red carpet um, well you did father it, it was the red carpet it was a teal version but slightly grey but with those beautiful lights made it teal yes. so teal carpet for the chosen yeah um, <laughs> and did you have any any favourite interviews you did on the evening any favorite encounters with any of the actors oh there were so many i think uh meeting jonathan rumi who plays jesus was uh wonderful that he gave such time as well and we started off talking about our rosaries because we both will pray the rosary and both wear rosalettes on our wrists mm. um we go and also just to hear about uh, the uh, his role within The Chosen and especially this season where it, he's really walking towards Jerusalem and obviously we know where he's walking to. And also speaking to the disciples, uh, I spoke to Noah, Noah James, who plays Andrew, and he gave me a lot of time and spoke about the journey of the disciples and how they're really going through, uh, there's going to be struggles and trials and tribulations. And also speaking uh, to George, who plays John, and John is one of my favorite books in the Bible. So it was wonderful to speak to him about the scriptures and also the uh, him and his brother James, what they're going to sort of encounter as, as they move through uh, season four. And also speaking to the executive producer, who was Brad Pellow, who again um, has been behind some wonderful films and with really good stories. And and we were speaking about how this is so relatable to everyone, whether you believe in Jesus or not, you can watch The Chosen and you will learn more about the the Christian story. And that's why um, this really matters, doesn't it? Because it, en it enables us, it takes stories, which let's be honest, sometimes with with the familiarity that we have with the the, the the scriptures even with the the best will in in the world we we start we can start to read a passage and we're like i know this one and we know we know what's going to happen and 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 so if we're not careful we we can just like skim through um a little bit or maybe i just speak for myself if i'm not careful i can skim through a little bit maybe maybe every, everybody else doesn't do that but this is why the chosen is really useful for me because it takes me imaginatively into those passages in a way that someone who doesn't have an amazing imagination wouldn't be able to do by 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 themselves and and so i'm truly thankful for the the way it brings alive these passages of scripture 
No, it really does. And also that just made me think also speaking with Elizabeth Tabish, which I managed to do sort of towards the end of our red carpet experience. And again, speaking about the role of Mary Magdalene, really seeing it played out on screen. I think the director, Dallas Jenkins, and the writers, Tyler and Ryan, do a wonderful job of portraying her character based on the scriptures, because obviously when you skim through, you miss those moments about Mary Magdalene. But you do uh, find find those um, to find more about her her character within the scriptures, and also the role of other women within within the uh, Bible, and within the story. And we see actually in the episode also um, Amy, the actress Amy, who plays the character Joanna, and her real role in Jesus's ministry. So I think we're going to be seeing more of um, the role of women within Jesus's ministry in this season, which I think is brilliant. Mm. And and the. The one sort of final thing, like more generally about the chosen, that I've I've I think they do brilliantly, as as you keep mentioning it, it's faithful to the to the scriptures, mm-hmm. and um and yet then it 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 expands it um, imaginatively on them, and obviously nobody is compelled to to say oh well the way that they imagine sort of extra biblical scenes that that's actually sort of what happened, but they all strike me as as pl- as plausible, um and and therefore sort of useful and uh and i think um particularly in uh in, in the episodes we're going to talk about shortly the dynamic between the disciples themselves not just how they relate to jesus but how they relate to to one another is is very interesting and uh and very very powerful and then you just mentioned um speaking to um uh george xanthus who who plays John and uh, and what was really lovely for me as I, I spoke to him on the uh, red slash teal carpet was uh, <laughs> that he, he was uh, he was reading John the gos- the Gospel of John and clearly he'd not read it um, by himself um, before and uh, and as he was telling me about his experiences of reading it and saying I realized this this is so different to the to the other gospels father and mm-hmm. and I was able to say to him you know yes and this is and the and the church has has rec- recognized this and it's beautiful that you're having this insight for yourself and that the symbol of uh, of John the evangelist is is the eagle giving us this bird's eye view and the other gospels are called the synoptics as if through uh, through one eye although you know, still very, very different in their accounts, and and you could tell like he he loved hearing that the things that he was recognizing for himself were things which were also recognized um by the by the church. Um, so that which, was great. That is wonderful, and that just really shows how the Holy Spirit works when we when we read the Word of God. It, you know, Holy Spirit speaks to us, and the Book of John is just that wonderful book of love, isn't it? Mm. And and it's lovely that this this. Uh, series is having an effect on on the actors and most especially I think like Jonathan Rumi I just uh, there was a a qualitative difference about him on the on on the red carpet I just felt this enormous serenity from him Mm -hmm. and uh, and this deep humility he he recognizes what a what an incredible experience it it is to play Jesus Christ, and and I don't think you can walk around high fiving having taken that seriously. And so there was a he was still clearly enjoying the experience of being on the on the red carpet, but 
there was a, a greater serenity about him, I felt. There was a beautiful serenity about him and there was a real humble quality about him. And when you spoke to him, he really gave you that time and he listened to not just what you were saying, but your whole person. And it was a wonderful, peaceful experience to uh, speak with him, but very relatable. And I saw him give everybody that wonderful quality of time and really answer the questions. And that, that does remind me of Jesus because Jesus was never in a rush, even though he was interrupted. And again, about the reading that we heard today, Jesus was interrupted with the woman bleeding because he was on the way to somewhere else. Hmm. But he still gave her that quality of time because he knew what she needed. Jesus knows what we need in our heart. and he was Jonathan was as again very engaging a wonderful actor and yes it is a huge responsibility to uh to play Jesus and he does it so well and so relatable because I mean when I've watched the episodes of The Chosen and when we watch the um uh, season four those episodes one and two you really that is a Jesus you you feel in your heart you know we all have Jesus within us and when we read the scriptures uh, but seeing him on screen, he is playing that Jesus that we all know, that we that we have within us every single day. Mm, beautiful. Now, I'm I'm just going to give us a, a little summary of where uh, where where series three ended, and then we'll we'll just go to a little bit of music, and then after we come back after that, we can um, discuss our, uh, our our thoughts and and what we can what we can remember of uh, of episodes one and two. So, just to give you a summary of where we ended in the sort of two two stories going on um con- concurrently um you've got the sort of the john john the baptist story and and season three had begun with uh with john the baptist languishing in, in herod's dungeon and then towards the end of the season he's sent messengers to to jesus to ask you know are you the are you the messiah and that leads to one of jesus's most public declarations of, of his identity yet and and season three with his story he's still um there languishing in jail and then with 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 the sort of the jesus stories we might call it um in season three his, his popularity is on the rise at the at the beginning and there's a growing demand for his teaching and ministry he's now commissioned the apostles and sent them out to the surrounding towns and villages to to preach and to perform miracles um up to this point we've still got which what i guess in, in mark's gospel is often identified as the the messianic secret um jesus not revealing his identity to too many or or his att- intentions too much but but circumstances in a in a certain way are, are starting to to force his um his his hand and then um it's in the clearest sign of his uh divine nature yet towards the or right at the end of uh season three we see um jesus walking on the water um and so with that little cliffhanger of what we're going to get in uh in in season four let's listen now to the uh the the hillbilly thomists singing steal away Thunder 
trumpet sounds within my soul I ain't got long to stay here Steal away, steal away, steal away to Jesus Steal away, steal away I ain't got long to stay here Green trees are bending Poor sinners stand a-trembling The trumpet sounds within my soul I ain't got long to stay was the hillbilly Thomas with uh, Steal Away and uh, I'm delighted to uh, be joined um, by Stephanie here and we're chatting about um, the chosen um, episodes uh, one and two of series four or at least we're about to start chatting about episodes one and two we've been giving you a, a little recap of what's happened so far and um, and all the things that we uh, that, that that we loved and um, episode one and here we are slightly into plot spoilers i should say um i had uh sarah, sarah one one of our listeners said to me will there be plot spoilers and uh and and i replied to her and i said well you know the story um but there are certain plot spoilers about um 
about maybe sort of what's going on sort of behind the biblical story that we know. So that's a, a warning for you if you're going to watch it in the cinemas. I don't think our conversation will detract from your experience. I think it will only enhance it because you'll have something to look forward to, but you can make that call yourself. And and if you want to go and watch it in, in the cinemas, if you go to thechosen.tv, um, you can find details of uh, of screenings near you. Um, but there you go, uh, forewarned. So series uh, four opens un- un- unusually as a as a surprise um, to me. You've you've got a a dance rehearsal uh, going on, um, and uh, and it quickly becomes a- apparent that this is Salome, the sort of the daughter of uh, of Herodias, being trained um, to to dance for for Herod. And I thought this was both the way it it, it opened and. And to me, as somebody who worries about culture a lot at the moment and with Radio Maria, is very much sort of intending to try and build up a a nourishing Christian culture. And and clearly, you know, you're doing that in spades in in all your work. Stephanie, this this showed to me how the the, the arts can be can be used for for good, for for good, for good ends to raise our, our hearts and minds to 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 God and to the transcendent aspects of human experience or to help us understand human nature better or here as in this thing with the the deliberate sort of sexualizing of of a dance being used to to sort of corrupt a man's heart so that a woman can get what she what she wants I thought that was I thought it was very sensitively portrayed it was actually beautifully portrayed uh, especially when it started and the way it was filmed the camera angles and and the dance itself was a beautiful dance and when it started i just i did actually think because you obviously weren't you sort of know the story but weren't quite sure is this definitely that character and um when i was um watching it i did think that that woman is a beautiful dancer but she seems to be forced into doing this and didn't seem quite happy with doing it and also there was a lot of uh, difficulty that there was shown within the screen of her doing this dance and the pressure as well of having to get it right. And, um, and, and it was quite, um, quite harrowing in that way. And, quite, and quite, there was moments I thought, actually, this is quite uncomfortable because clearly she needs a rest. She needs a rest from pushing doing this dance, especially yeah. in the muscle. Yeah, well, the, there's the, the, the dual element there going on, isn't it? Because she's... She's being used by her mother mm-hmm. in order that she might then be objectified by by Herod, and then she's got a a dance instructor whose whose heart is clearly not in the in in the mission that she's being in, in, engaged for. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. he's he's pushing her very hard, and 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 you get stories more and more. Yeah, I, I think particularly in 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 gymnastics in in, mm-hmm. in England and and in other countries actually of of coaches pushing young girls far far beyond their 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 limits and and actually becoming an an abusive relationship and so it was sort of i think sometimes it, when i when i listen to that to that passage um i uh, i'm i'm harsh in my in my attitudes uh, towards her and and this just opened up an element of empathy and and made you realize well you never know actually the the story and and so in this she's very much a victim 
Yes, and, and the pressure that um, she was under even during the dance, which she performed absolutely beautifully. And it was a challenging environment to to dance in the, the, the party. Obviously, there was a lot of uh, drinking happening and and you could sort of see that sort of build up to the pressure of this this dance. And and then those of us that know the story obviously know why uh, the dance is happening and what will happen next, which was extremely sad and we saw that obviously in the sort of juxtaposition of Joanna's character coming in uh, and and showing her desperation to go to the disciples to say what was happening when when she realized what was going to happen and what was building to and yes we all are given uh, beautiful gifts and talents by God and it's using them for the good and uh, for God's glory and um, obviously we see here it's still part of the story isn't it Romans 8 28 God um, works all things for the good of those who love him so we see how in a way it was still it's still part of the story and what is to come with John the Baptist Mm. And then th that that leads us into another theme, which I I think my, my recollection you mentioned this in, in an article that that you wrote about the um, first episode about the the disciples starting to realise the the cost of of, dis of discipleship. Um, yes, yes, yes. A recent it's out at the moment actually. Woman Alive uh, Magazine .co.uk. You can find the article there. And yes, the cost of being a disciple. And I think. Uh, we all know that cost as Christians in the world. We all know the trials and tribulations and the struggles, but we have the Holy Spirit within us. We have Jesus. We have our Almighty Father, and we have the greatest book ever. We have the Bible to read and to uh, be guided, be guided with the Word of God. Uh, so we we do know the truth when we are making choices, and um, we also are aware of. Uh, temptation and um, getting to I think getting to know God's voice we know when uh, when God is calling us and and when maybe that voice might not be of God so it's discerning it with the word of God and um, and you can't there's a, a, be a beautiful scene that just comes to mind now with John the Baptist um, when they show the Lamb of God and there's that beautiful scene with the sunshine coming through and how he just sort of smiles because he knows he knows what God is calling him for he knows he's always known why he's why he's there and i just think that was a beautiful image um to sort of get gave him a lot of strength didn't it to to go to uh, move forward with where where god was calling him yeah and and that's something that that is being like brought out that there's this joy and and excitement which is which is clear um in the in the dis, in the disciples and, and i think it's really beautiful and, 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 and important um that following jesus was actually joyful yes and that this this was it this was an ex exciting and that for a jew like life couldn't get any better than this this that first of all this this love and uh, this charismatic man and then starting to realize that he's the the messiah of of whom um, the the scriptures speak and and that's that's a takes my mind back to to series one where sort of Peter's Peter's wife and and we know that Peter was was, was married um, I think it's this Sunday's gospel and can't quite remember is the is the healing of um of, of Peter's mother-in-law um, yeah. that's coming up this Sunday we know oh. that he was married and um and and she's excited for 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 for, for Peter. 
um, and says, no, follow, follow, follow him. Um, and, and it brings out that our, our, our priority is always to, to follow God, even, even above um, like family and, and, and relations. But at the same time, this excitement now is increasingly pierced through by this very real um, knowledge of, uh, of the fact that, uh, that following Jesus is, 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 da- is dangerous. Um, and, uh, and, and that comes out beautifully actually when, when, when John the Baptist is, a uh, is eventually, um, beheaded and, uh, there's, I think it's, it's an Andrew who, or, or somebody says that to Andrew like quotes the, the scripture from Isaiah that John had been, um, uh, been preaching about prepare a way for the, for the Lord. And now they're starting to realize actually that the way that that John had been preparing might be the way that they're being asked to follow. Yes, exactly, and um, and also that that real sadness. I mean, I I cried. It was very sad because John the Baptist is you know a wonderful character, and obviously yes, prepared the way for the Lord and and prepared those disciples. So when um, Andrew and Peter find out the truth of what has happened to John the Baptist, there is that real remorse and um, sadness and grief, and you see that within within Jonathan Rumi's character within Jesus. You see that deep sadness he actually feels when it happens. Um, but when you were talking about that sort of joy of walking with our Lord, there is that joy and there is that beautiful friendship that we have with him and that trust. And you see that in the disciples because they have that immense trust in Jesus and they also share laughter with him as well as grief. So you do see in this season, season four, that all those emotions that we go through as disciples of Jesus, you see it within the within the disciples being lived out. But we also see how they feel that grief in that moment, but still they continue on, don't they? They continue mm. on the walk. They continue on the mission. And it just um, comes, comes through that time is running out and, and Jesus's time is limited. But we know after reading, obviously, the Gospels, there's still so many more miracles to come. And it also leads towards one of the most amazing miracles, which also points towards Jesus's walk, because we see those three new characters that will be coming in, sort of Mary, Martha and Lazarus, who we met last year in the sort of towards the end of season three. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of the other things that I felt was so beautifully done with the with the, the death of and the beheading of John the Baptist was the way that this was in, interspersed with uh, with moments from the the, the, vis, the visitation um, and, uh, and 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 his, and his birth. And I hadn't expected that to, to happen. And yeah. and I found it so beautifully done. Oh, it was. And when it started, you, you saw this woman on a donkey. You saw uh, an older man and a, an older woman. And you thought, this is Mary. This is Joseph and Anne. And they are going to Elizabeth's house and Zachariah's house. And when you meet Elizabeth, there is this beautiful woman who is very much older. And then all of a sudden she turns around and you see that beautiful bump and you know that is Elizabeth and there is John the Baptist and it is acted 
beautifully, but also directed fantastically to show that um, that leap within the womb, that the Holy Spirit moment of John the Baptist within Elizabeth, noticing uh, Jesus within Mary and the feel and the joy. And the two women, when they sit down, Mary and Elizabeth, and they, and they talk, you see how, I don't want to give too much away, but how the scripture is really built into the actual script. And it's a wonderful moment between these two women, women the, the, the Elizabeth character, that wonderful wisdom, but that joy, that joy of I'm having, I'm having a son at this age and it's from the Lord. And, uh, and this, the beauty in that scene, there's so much beauty. Yeah, it was really um, stunning. And, and you come to that, Elizabeth was, was perhaps older than I, than I, than I imagined her. And oh, well. and that was uh, very very powerful. And you've said you don't want to give too much away, but you're speaking about it with such enthusiasm and joy. I, I'm I'm going to say go 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 for it. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. So that that scene, and then it moves beautifully into which is very moving, with uh, obviously John the Baptist um, sort of losing being beheaded, lo- losing his life, uh, but for obviously it's part of his mission. Um, but then you see uh, him being lifted up uh, and uh, as a baby mm. by the priest. And, he, and the story is wonderfully played with uh, Zachariah, obviously not being able to speak. And Elizabeth saying, his name is John. His name is John. And they all look to Zachariah and he can't speak yet. But then obviously, finally, he gets to speak and he reassures, yes, it is John. And that is obviously the message of the angel that came to both Elizabeth um, and Zachariah. So that, that, or Zachariah, I mean, the message that his name will be John. And there's that real joy, especially for Elizabeth. And I, I, I love the age um, that Elizabeth is, uh, is played at. And I think that really also sh- goes back to the story of uh, Sarah and Abraham. It's a real reminder of that. Mm. And that joy in Elizabeth, you you see from obviously uh, in Sarah as well with the birth of Isaac, uh, and just just having a baby is is a real gift, and you see that there is is a gift from God, and obviously each child has a wonderful purpose, and John the Baptist is there preparing the way, and it's as I said, it's a very emotional scene the way it's played between the two. And um, but wonderful to show the story, to show the history of how it all how it all began, and yeah. just seeing the characters in real life, it's it's it, on the screen. It's it, it really brings the Bible. The Bible becomes alive. Yeah, and I'm pleased with that. I'm not sure whether they call it like boldness in the in the casting of 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 Elizabeth because they're making us realise that this is a truly miraculous um, con- conception. Mm. This isn't this isn't just a like oh that's a bit of a surprise you know women don't normally get get pregnant that that late like you know Elizabeth is clearly a woman for whom she would have been well past the the menopause this is a, a miraculous birth and I, mm. and I'm, and and it's one of the great things about the chosen that it that it doesn't as some dramatizations of the life of Christ have uh, sought to do to make um everything just reducible to uh well you know with a fair wind these sorts of things could could happen no mir- miracles uh, are are truly depicted as uh, as as miracles, and you get that with the feeding of the five thousand. Yes, yes, and the sense that anything is possible for God. Obviously, with man, 
things are slightly limited, but with God, anything is possible. So it's really mirroring the scriptures. And yes, the feeding of the 5,000, but there's a sense of thanksgiving in the feeding of the 5,000 as well. And, and Jesus asking that question, well, what do you have? And I feel he asks us that every day. Well, mm. what do you have? Bring it to me with you know, praise and thanksgiving. And then it gets multiplied. And feeding of the 5,000, there have been many miracles even today where where people of the faith have really prayed and, and food has been multiplied or other things have been multiplied. Because if it's if it's God's will and it's it's for his purpose and his glory and we are willing, bring what you have and you will see it be multiplied and you'll see many miracles. And it's even written, I think, quote me if I'm wrong, but in the in the book of John, that there were many other wonders and miracles that happened that have not been written down. Mm. So you wonder, wow, what else has happened that has not been written down? And um, these miracles happen today, you know, every day with um, women having children at all different ages mm. by the grace of God. And I think there's always hope, always hope. Um, so yes, feeling of 5,000 yeah. and the birth of John, beautiful miracles and more to come. I said in this, in season four, we're going to see many more miracles, which we've, and signs and wonders, which we haven't seen, um, which are written down in, in, in the Bible. And the feeding of the 5,000 is actually very important for mm. the making of, of the chosen. Um, I think yeah, that's yes. incredibly important to, mm. to Dallas Jenkins, because I think he had this moment of prayer where he, he realized that i just have to bring to the table what i can and yes. then and then god god will supply the, the the vast difference that is that is needed and so the chosen has been crowdfunded you know mm. this didn't have the the backing of a of a major hollywood studio some slightly bigger organizations have jumped on the on the bandwagon i, I don't say that in a pejorative sense now but they've mm. realized this is worth being involved with and we want to lend our our clout to it and good organizations like angel angel studios um mm -hmm. who really want to support good film filmmaking um uh but and the this foundation as well yes yes yeah very importantly um and uh but it's exciting that this thing has started small um and with a lot of love from from a lot of a lot of people and has turned into something which has real significance in in world tv right now and is having premieres in uh, around the world and this is really exciting what can be done mm -hmm. it is and it fills people with such joy and you see that when god puts his hand on something again anything is possible with god and that is what you see and everybody has been given being bringing their fish and their loaves. And you and I are doing that today. Here we are spreading the word about this wonderful uh, show. So we are bringing what we have, we're using our gifts, what we have to, to share the story and to spread the word. So I think even our listeners, your listeners uh, can, can do the same by sharing it with maybe their neighbors or their friends or their church community, or maybe even if you have um, contributing to the Come and See Foundation, or even just buying a ticket for a friend and saying, come on, we're going to the cinema, let's go and see this together. That would be a really great idea. And so, so many of the statistics that I've been reading recently about how people end up going back to, to church um, or start going to the church in the, in the first place is because a friend invited me. Um, yes. that's yeah. the most powerful invitation mm -hmm. there is all the the social media that the the church could could possibly do 
um, all the advertising that the church could possibly do. None of none of that is as powerful as what you, dear listener, can do. Um, you you are to to somebody else what what I can never be to them. What uh, what advertising can can never be can never be to them. You can be that personal invitation to to experience the the love of Christ to take that first step towards knowing Him. Yes, yes. And uh, I know that also um, in our church, we're actually doing a chosen social on a Saturday, on a Saturday evening. So coming together to watch the first few seasons. And that's something that also other churches could maybe do as well to invite people in and, and have that sort of social aspect of learning the story, but also getting to know one another in community because it's about community, isn't it? Yeah. And um, that there is this sense of that more people are being brought into this community of, uh, of, of disciples as the as the story um, go, goes on. Um, there's so much more that uh, we could we could talk about and uh, left out um, uh, quite a quite a sort of big scene um for for me but uh it gives an, an excuse to to get you back on um sometime and to speak about the the cho- the chosen um some more you mentioned you mentioned your church which 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 is your church mine is uh saint francis in ascot and also um in windsor as well so saint saint edmund's in windsor excellent so combined churches <laughs> yeah so i'd really in, encourage anyone perhaps your your parish priest hasn't heard of of the of the chosen um you know encourage him to to put put on a, a screening in in the parish hall because i think for a parish priest it's it's quite an easy an easy win um sometimes you know for priests and you're thinking what might we do in the in the church and you think well if i give a talk then i've got to write a talk um this you haven't you haven't got to do anything other than perhaps you know dust off the projector or uh, or or get somebody young and and uh, and and te- and technical and skillful in that way to to do it. But I think it would be a a wonderful thing for the the church in this in this country if uh, if more people were watching it up up and down the the country. But I want to finish with a final exhortation: that irrespective of whether you've watched the first three series, um, do do. Do go to the cinema and and see it because we want to actually show the the culture um, and show the people who who control the, the culture in the sense, sense that there is this thirst there for for Christian media and the, and for good nourishing content and that if they if they put it on um, we will come so you can go to the thechosen.tv and find out uh, where where a screening is near you um, because they they are happening and then as as Stephanie. Um, told you to in, invite a friend or be super generous and actually buy them a ticket and then they'll have to come. Yes, and uh, you can actually find a location of your uh, cinema if you go to www.thechosenriseup.com and you can find a cinema near you. Excellent. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. It's been really uh, lovely to to have you with us. I'm going to put you on the spot and say hopefully you'll you'll come back again soon and speak to our listeners because i'm sure they've loved hearing from you oh definitely father toby it's been delightful to be on thank you so much and yes i will definitely be back on radio maria and looking forward to it excellent and let's just finish um with a a prayer for for stephanie and we just um entrust her to our to our heavenly father all her gifts all her her talents and that asked that through all her work people might be 
brought to the to the love of Christ, um, and that through the intercession of our our blessed Mother, um, they too might do um, whatever He tells them. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Thank so, you, Father. Thank Stephanie, you once again. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a a real joy having you on the on the program. Oh, it's been a joy to be here. And also you can um, connect with me at uh, Stephanie Rose Penner. I'm on Instagram as well. So people want to connect with me there. But thank you, Father Toby. I look forward to being back on Radio Maria very soon. Yeah, and do connect with uh, lots of lovely nourishing content there. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much. God bless you. Thank you. God bless, Father.